0: What is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Arizona Wild Bags podcast. We've got an awesome show for you today. We're going to be talking Utah, unfortunately, but we will talk a little Cal basketball. We saw that game. Arizona got on a roll. Kind of. Not really. No, they played okay. They played all right. And then we're going to go into an Indiana preview. And then we've got our new segment, our MVP rankings. So who comes in First, second, or third? You have to wait to find out. And then we'll finish up with Wildest Wildcat, Bilbo Baggins, our baggest bag, and of course shoutouts. Play the music, let's go. It is college basketball season, and teams are dropping like flies. I mean, you've got the top dogs losing, you've got the low dogs winning, and the the low eat the high, You whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what to call it. But North Carolina was number one to start the year, and they are now unranked. You got Michigan State, who started the season unranked, moved up to 12, and are now outside the top 25. Even Gonzaga is tumbling down a little bit, but... They have played an insane schedule. I mean, they're playing every good team in the country because we give them so much crap for their conference and how weak it is usually for them. But I just think the top 25 rankings are stupid so early in the season because they mean absolutely nothing. It's all about the net rankings and the bubble boys. No, I'm kidding. It's just a way for TV stations to get revenue to get us to watch games, but it works. And I want to watch number 10 versus number 14. And that is what it'll be on Fox when number 14, Indiana, takes on number 10, Arizona, in Las Vegas. Arizona, of course, drops to number 10 after losing to Utah by 15 in Utah. I'm just thankful the Cats didn't have to play in Colorado the next game as they usually play that road trip because that is usually the worst road trip of the season besides USC and UCLA. But it is just a stupid scheduling altogether because you got the Pac-12 adding 20 conference games and they're unable to do the pairings equally given that there's only 12 teams in the conference. So you're not going to play everyone. I will say though, whoever did the scheduling where Arizona plays in Maui, three games in three days, and they destroyed, yes. Then their next game is on the road at Utah. That is criminal. And that person needs a punch in the balls. That's just how I feel. I'm a little feisty tonight. The Utah game was Ugg with a side of Lee a couple times over. Utah did a terrific job of making Arizona feel uncomfortable. And this is the tape in the tournament that teams playing against Arizona are going to watch. They're going to see how the heck did Utah beat Arizona by 15. And let me tell you how they won. They just took it to Arizona in the best way possible. They took every advantage they could and Arizona couldn't keep up. I don't know how those words just came out of my mouth. Arizona could not keep up with Utah. And Utah is, they are, they're an okay basketball team. They are not bad. Hopefully they pick it up in conference play. And I'd love to see them in the tournament so that this is not just a bad loss. But I will say this. Arizona had fight in the second half, but they were they were befuddled. And honestly, why wouldn't they be? I mean, they were surprised at how good Utah was playing. Man, the white boys are balling. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, it was a 15-point loss. It's a surprising one, to say the least. It's the kind of game Arizona has to learn from, and they're going to learn from. Because you're going to have a target on your back. Every time you play, especially every time you play conference basketball, because not every team in the conference is going to make it. And to have a win like Arizona on your resume is huge. I just hope Utah is ended up being a really good team, like I said, because it's just it's so it's not considered just a bad loss, but also because somebody besides Arizona and UCLA just need to step the hell up in the Pac-12. So. What was the problem in this game? Well, Arizona might might have drank too much of the Kool-Aid that the nation was feeding them because after all the praise they got from the Maui Invitational, even though it was well-deserved, but in the words of Kobe, job's not finished. 97 Part 2, let's go. It's easy to say they overlooked this week with a big game against Indiana on the horizon. And on Saturday, the next game was against 0-8 Cal. So. Who knows how much preparation went into that one? You know, nothing to the coaching staff of the players. But I mean, it's 0-8 Cal. You you go out there and you just play basketball and you should win. But the bench was a problem. They've got to step up in games where the starters aren't bringing it all together. And I look at Adama Ball, man. I want him to be a great player. And I know he can be, but he's got to become more than just a three-point shooter. He is young. He's still learning. He's a sophomore. It's time for that breakout. Pella Larson is in a total funk and I just feel bad for the guy because you know, you know, he's such a better player and you know, having played against tough international competition that he should be so much better. And he knows that he knows that. So I just think he just needs to be more than just a one dimensional player right now, focusing on spot up shooting because 3 point shooting as a whole for the team. They panicked in the Utah game. They shot 4 from 28 from beyond the arc, a disgusting 14%. Now these games happen, especially when you're on top of the world, moving up 10 spots to number 4 and feeling incredible after, you know, all the wins in Maui, but it's important not to get drunk on your own success. Keep it rolling. Credit to Utah for delivering because Arizona would go on runs and try and come back and it would be single digit point leads for Utah and Utah would just take the wind out of Arizona's sails but like I said Arizona was just relying on the three point shot way too much but Utah had an answer every time every time Arizona would get on a run it just felt like a complete beat down like they couldn't get over the first half the first half was just Ooh, that was rough. But second half, we saw a better version of Arizona, as we expected to see. Just wasn't enough. And I'm not going to overreact too much to this because, like I said, these games just happen. But you got to learn from them. You got to do better because you are going to have the biggest target, the biggest bounty on your head going into conference play. And you've got to show up on the road. You've just got to because doesn't matter where you're playing it doesn't matter who you're playing some way somehow man doesn't matter what the records are of these pac 12 teams like oregon state can be like nine and ten when they play arizona and they will compete to the very last second i just see you see it all the time we're so used to it but this is tommy lloyd this is a different era of arizona basketball and he has got to get us going on the road but we'll get there we'll get there. This is still it's still early in the season. These guys are still finding their places. So I just got to give credit to Utah, man. They figured Arizona out for this game. I don't know. Arizona was just asleep in this one. So I'm not going to say this is this is end all whatever, you know. Obviously they beat Cal. We'll get to that in just a second, but those Carlson brothers for Utah, man. They took it to Arizona and Utah out-rebounded Arizona in this one. And they're set up pretty nicely with Craig Smith. I'm not going to lie. They're not bad. Like Utah had nine more rebounds. Arizona should be so, so leading these games with the amount of height that they've got between Zulus Tuvelos, Umar Balo, who's just a beast in the paint. And then you got Henry Visar playing some minutes trying to develop. I mean, he is, he's got to put on more muscle. He's got to get tougher, but he's got a lot of potential there. Now, shifting over to the Cal game, Arizona tried to get that bad taste out of their mouths from Utah, trying to abuse Cal, and everyone wanted them to destroy. And I say everyone, I mean me. I wanted them to destroy a historically bad Cal team. They might just be one of the worst Cal teams we've seen. And certainly, probably going to be the worst team in the Pac-12 this year. We'll see how it goes. But they did not destroy Cal. A win is a win, though. They're comfortable at home, and Cal played them tough. Now, this is going to sound weird, but I really feel like this team is just still trying to find themselves as every team in the country is right now. But who are the steady rocks for Arizona? Well, we know it's Umar Balo and it's Zulus Tubelis. Those are your guys that are going to show up every single game. You build around those guys no matter who you're playing. Obviously, you take advantages where you can, but those are your rocks. Those are the guys that you know your workhorses are going to show up and they're going to deliver. And if they don't, backcourt has to get going. But to me, that's who you play through. Those big guys down low, you let them get going and it opens the floor for everyone. This was a nine point game at halftime. And you're thinking, okay is Arizona really going to run away with this in the second half? Like they typically have been known to do because they should. And Cal, they had Devin Eskew who you might remember from Kentucky, then transferred to Texas and he's now on Cal. He went from Cal's guy to Cal's guy. He would basically be the only one fighting to keep Cal in it besides big old Lars Theman because Cal does not have much talent. And I'll tell you what, man, they played them tough. But when Quanzo Martin came through that program and gave them a glimmer of hope, then decided to go coach Missouri, he robbed that program of any momentum they had. They had been a dumpster fire as of late. And it sucks because I actually want the Pac-12 to be decent like they are in football. And I don't think we'll see that for some time Arizona might not even be in the conference when we see that now Cal did not play a great game by any stretch but they didn't let Arizona run away with it either to their credit so if this one was on the road at Cal I'm not sure how this game would have gone given that Arizona didn't particularly play a great game at home especially after just getting their butts whooped by Utah but I'm not overly concerned because I think they're focused on Indiana and then you've got the game next weekend of Tennessee, which God, I want to beat them. I want to beat them so bad. Those are the games where we will find out exactly what this team is made of. Because they got to the they got to the mountaintop of Maui. They did it. They won the invitational. So they got there. Now you came back crashing down to earth against Utah so we're going to find out exactly what they're made of how and how they'll respond after just kind of an okay performance against Cal so we'll see because that Indiana game is going to be so exciting and in the Cal game Umar and Tubelis, like I said they're your two biggest pieces to this team no pun intended but they are the gasoline to the fire of Arizona and Like, I want to be an optimist and say, we'll never see Arizona play like this again. They're going to learn from this past week. It's only uphill from here. But I'd be lying to you guys, and I'm not going to lie to you guys. There will be more bumps in the road, as we know, especially when we get into the thick of Pac-12 play and we're playing on the road, especially in a place like Eugene, Corvallis, or even Pauley Pavilion. I mean, some of the teams in the Pac-12 might have, Awful records, but we know how it goes. They can be dreadfully awful and excruciating to watch against other teams. But when they play Arizona, you better believe those mofos pull up their pants and they play that game like it's their national championship. But on the pessimistic side of things, I'm not going to overreact to this week and say they need to get it figured out or else it's just stupid to think that because this is Tommy bleeping Lloyd. So even on the pessimistic side, I'm optimistic. He doesn't have some magic formula, but he is a top five coach in the country. Now, I am biased when I say that, but he is when you really look at it. Tommy Lloyd admitted it, but he's got to develop the bench and get guys going like Vsar, Ball, and even some of the starters like Pella Larson and Kreisa going even more because they have just not been shooting the ball that well. He's got to help them be consistent. Now, I like what I've seen from Henderson thus far. I think he's a nice veteran piece to the team. And even Boswell is someone Henderson can teach because Kylan is only 17 years old still. Like He is just getting his legs underneath him as far as the college game, but he's also just getting his legs underneath him because he wasn't healthy when he came to Arizona. Now, I'd also like to see Tommy do some kind of experiment with certain lineups a bit as well. Not necessarily starting lineups, but maybe coming out of the second half type lineups, something like Kylan Boswell at the one, Kirk Kreese at the two, Courtney Ramey at the three, Tubelis and Umar. Because I know you say that's a small lineup. What are you talking about? Who cares? Try it out. See if you can get Boswell comfortable too because he plays with the bench pieces that aren't big threats from the floor right now and he is a pass first point guard he's going to be a pass first point guard playing in his first few college games anyway until he gets his grasp on how to dominate he's going to play good defense he's going to shoot threes but i just would love to see a lineup like that just to shake it up help develop some stuff because you're going to be playing teams in march that are as talented as two of the next three teams on your schedule, if not more talented, Indiana and Tennessee. And Indiana is the next challenge for this team. Those guys just lost to your family, your religion, your Rutgers basketball, or how Dan Shulman says it, basketball. But before that, they beat Sean Miller's Xavier Musketeers on the road. And, they beat North Carolina by 12 in the ACC Big Ten Challenge at home. And I know North Carolina is no longer ranked, but they're still a solid basketball team. The names you need to remember are Trace Jackson Davis. He is their best player. Xavier Johnson and Miller Kopp are the wild cards for the Hoosiers. You never know what you're going to get, but you know what we're going to get. They're going to show up against Arizona. They just are. So why wouldn't they? But if you can contain trace Jackson Davis obviously that is going to go a long way for Arizona but that's where I'm nervous the defense for Arizona has not been all that stellar the toughness just has to be there as Tommy Lloyd said in his press conference 1A and 1B is effort and toughness 2A and 2B is execution and intelligence now 2A and 2B don't matter if you're not mastering 1A and 1B so effort and toughness just has to be there because if it's not, you know we're in for a tough watch. Either way, we're in for a tough watch because Indiana has one of the more talented front courts in the country and that is why they are number 27 in the country in opponents points per game at 60.5. They force you to shoot and opponents are shooting 29.1% from beyond the arc against them. It is a struggle and it is going to be a struggle for Arizona. What Indiana does not do well is shoot the three. They're shooting 33%, which ranks 216th in, in the nation. So the Wildcats have to force them to shoot. Umar and Tubelis needs to play great defense. And we're going to be seeing a lot of collapsing in the paint. If Indiana knocks down shots, we know how this game is going to go. But I think this will be a decently low scoring game because Indiana is going to slow down the pace as every team Arizona faces is going to try and do so we've got our work cut out for us in this one the way Arizona wins is by being the tougher team in the paint and obviously just shooting decent from three because Krisa and Ramy are the keys here as well as Adama Ball and Larson maybe heating up again and I'm sure we'll see Henry Visar A good amount because fouls will be flying in this one. The whistle is gonna get annoying. Indiana likes to drive in their game against Xavier. They attacked the paint a lot. And in the UNC game, they basically took away Armando Baycott and Nance for the heels and forced RJ Davis and Caleb Love to beat them. It's gonna be another ugly game, folks, but it'll be a close, good game towards the end for sure. I don't want to predict because I just don't want to based on what I've seen from Arizona shooting-wise the last couple. If the shots from outside don't go down, it's Indiana. But if the shots are on, Arizona wins. I will say probably Indiana by two, but I don't love that pick. Either way, it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a good chance for both teams to get a ton better because this is a really good Indiana team. This episode is brought to you by ArizonaWildBags.com, where you can cop a world famous wild bag tee made from premium fabric and 100% combed ring spun cotton. Now, if that doesn't intrigue you, this does. They're so comfortable and they're actually really cozy. And you can also pick up the official Arizona Wild Bags mug, which is perfect because it's starting to get cold. It's not cold in Tucson yet, but it's starting to get cold in other places. And I know you all are listening from other places. So that would be perfect for you. You can get baseball tees too, long sleeve shirts, all that and more, including articles written by yours truly on ArizonaWildBags.com. You can use code DeAndreAton, all one word, That's D-E-A-N-D-R-E-A-Y-T-O-N for 15% off all merchandise at ArizonaWildbags.com. MVP rankings. Yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. Zulus Tubellus is at number one. He has gotten it rolling right now and he has been Arizona's best player as of right now. My second place man is close. It's like... It's really 1A and 1B, not to go all Tommy Lloyd on you. Umar Ballo is second. If he has a strong showing against Indiana, he might move up, but we'll see. Third is Kirk Carisa, and now he hasn't been shooting well as of late, but his assist numbers have been incredible. You can't ignore them. 17 assists to three turnovers in the last two games. If He continues that against Indiana. Arizona doesn't, is not going to get blown out in this one. Now, the red and blue moment for this week is just basically going to be Jed Fish and his cactus gifts. Pretty much the whole recruiting class that Jed Fish reels in because he has got his work cut out for him, which leads me to my wildest wildcat because this world of transfer portals and every player on the defense pretty much has their bags packed. I mean, Colby Cage, Jackson Turner, Keon Bars, Tank Wilson, Paris Shand, and Jordan McLeod was expected. And the one that hurt me was Dorian Singer. Gosh, I wish he'd stay, but I get it. And I hope he finds a good Power 5 team to join. But in a world full of negatives, a shining light comes down from the sky and shines upon my wildest wildcat. Jacob Cowing. Jaden Delora's go-to guy is back and is returning to Arizona. He led the nation in just a ton of categories. And he is going to get right back to where he was. Getting him is huge for this team next season again. And the transfer portal just sucks, by the way. It's just basically free agency with all the NIL money going around. My Bilbo Baggins of the week. Now, it's the unfortunate side of Bilbo Baggins where he disappeared after his little birthday party when he wanted to just be left alone. And while this guy may not want to be left alone, Pella Larson has disappeared. And I hate to do it because I love Pella. I really do. He is my Bilbo Baggins of the week. And remember, this is a good or bad award. It flips both ways. Like Mac from Always Sunny says, I play both sides so that I can always come out on top. Yeah, that's, that's me. And that, that could be Pella Larson. If he has a good game, he could come out on top next week. if He just got to bring it against Indiana. And I think he'll snap out of that funk. We know he's a good player. So my baggest bag of the week is courtesy of FIFA. The teams in the World Cup are splitting a big old pot of money. 440 million to be exact. Now, USA is going to receive 13 million for their advancements, but they would have gotten 17 million total if they had just beaten Netherlands. But unfortunately, they did not. But they got themselves a bag either way. The men's and women's team are going to split that bag, and 10% of that 13 million that they got goes to US soccer in the collective bargaining agreement and blah, blah, blah they're splitting just short of $6 million apiece to the men's and women's teams. Not the biggest bag, but certainly a bag to say the least. Now, the only shout-out I have is shout-out to Jalen Hurts, my guy for just going off with his legs last weekend against the Packers with 157 yards rushing and with his arm this week against the Titans this past week, throwing for 380 yards and three touchdowns. He's carrying my fantasy team along with the guy that caught two of those touchdowns, AJ Brown. So I'm rolling with those dudes. And shout out to that guy, too. The swole Batman, AJ Brown, getting revenge on the Titans, getting his old GM fired, too. I can only just laugh because that dude is so dumb for not re signing him. But, anyways. He is my bag man in fantasy, as well as Jalen Hurts. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thank you all so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the pod. But if you hate it or love it, I really want to say if you hate it or love it, the underdogs on top, because I love that song by 50 Cent, but I'm not going to. So I didn't say it, but I'd love to know about it. It would help me a lot if you guys left a review. So DM me on Twitter at Arizona Wild Bags, where you can follow me there for my crazy sports takes and my silly amateur memes. But if you're an old school kind of person, that's cool too. You can email me at ArizonaWildBags at gmail.com. And remember, code DeAndre Ayton for 15% all merchandise at ArizonaWildBags.com. Peace out and bear down. Have a great week.